This is the Chits and Giggles podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Chits and Giggles podcast. I'm Ben and I'm joined with Dave today. Hello. How's it going, Dave? It's going very well. So, I something happens to me quite frequently as a gamer, and, and that is I find myself wanting to play games with a singular person who also wants to play games. That's funny, because I also have that, Benjamin. That happens yep. to me too. And we're always looking for two-player games. And this is a problem which happens a lot to me, and is also something that a lot of people ask me about, about good two-player games. And so I thought this week we could talk about some two-player games that we would recommend people getting into gaming could try. Um, ones that we like, and ones that kind of can open you up into another realm of games, kind of gateway games into specific genres and types. So the first one we wanted to talk about was Hive, which is a game I absolutely adore. It's a Gen 42 game, and everything they touch is, oh, it's wonderful. Um, this game is no exception. It's fantastic, and I play it a lot, especially with the partner. It's a great travel game as well. You can get a travel edition of it, and it's really a vibe of the whole chess thing. And there's a lot of games that are doing that these days, which are awesome. I mean, I, the thing about Hive is that it's already got guidebooks of how to be a better Hive player, which is amazing. There are Hive tournaments going on at different board game cafes already. Um, it's just really involved and really interesting. And whilst it maybe doesn't, it's not as complex as chess, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. um, it plays in a very different way, but still has that feeling to it where you feel like it is a bit of a battle of the minds and you're using your pieces in really interesting ways. So I think it's a great game that's quite easy to explain but very difficult to master yeah it's one of those and based on uh, what uh, Crown and I were talking about in episode 3 of the podcast it's an abstract strategy game so it's a game that doesn't have a lot of theme and it's quite interesting because for some people that's actually a real bonus in games I've spoken to people and played games with people who sometimes heavy theme actually puts them off and Hive is really good because there's so much intense gameplay there but it's, there's not a lot of theme, there's no orcs or monsters or something. You're just trying to surround their queen with as many bugs as possible. But the theme is feeded in through how the pieces move, which is awesome. Yeah. Because grasshoppers jump, ants can scuttle around wherever they like, the beetles climb and grab, and it's just really interesting how the pieces... And that helps you to remember how they work, which is awesome, because the theme matters in a different kind of way as a reminder. Um, and that's great yeah and there should be more games that do yeah that. because in a game like chess where you think how does the bishop move well it moves diagonally of course oh, it's <laughs> trying to remember that is just a fact of remembering but when you're like how does the grass oh it jumps that's how the grasshopper moves of course and yeah it does help because that's probably the the only learning curve really is just remembering what the pieces do and after you've learned that then you can just start perfecting your strategy which is good fun I love that it's expandable as well. There's more bugs coming out mm-hmm. um, all the time. They've had mosquitoes, they've had ladybirds, and there's, I mean, in the guide you can get, there's even more ideas that may come in. There's no plans at the moment for any more to come out, but it would be awesome if they do. But equally, you can do print and play. I've, I've taught this game to children who have been in chess clubs, and we've just printed out loads and loads it's probably not really allowed <laughs> just photocopying hive um and then you can use new bugs and they can create their own bugs which is awesome and the game is just great in the core of it is so good that you can build on it in really interesting ways and what's because you talk about print and play and people are like well if you can print and play it why buy it hive is one of those games which is as good looking as it is 
good to play. Equally, there's a nice app you can get, so if you do want to practice the game, that's really nice to just on the train have a little go as you're practicing against the computer, but there's nothing quite like playing as with chess against another human being and learning how each other use, you know, different strategies you've got and how to play against each other. And that then leads into a whole nother game, which is just brilliant. So I can't recommend it highly enough, yeah, really. I it's think just everything about it is just really, really clever. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't played Hive as a two-player game, definitely check it out. And then if you like those two-player abstract strategy games, there is a lot out there for you to play. Um, there's games like The Duke, which, which again is very similar to that chess-style mechanic, but has a very nice... It's almost literally a twist, because every mm-hmm. piece you have to flip over between turns. Um, and also Kamisada, the um, the one with the, ja- the the dragons, and they've just released a new version of that with an even bigger board with special abilities. And does stuff it look like. any nicer? It does. Well, it looks much nicer. They, they address the problem the with the ugly pieces. They made these nice small pieces... Um, made of very similar stuff to Hive. In fact, Oy, well they, done they then. They look good, they feel good, um, and that's a good game. So, yeah, if you try out Hive and you're looking for more games, definitely recommend those two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, another two-player game, which I play, now I've finally found a copy of it, and this is one which I found slightly more difficult to, to find an actual copy of, is Snatch. And Snatch is a word game, and I know that when you say that phrase... It, oh! Like, but, yeah. That's the stats reaction you ben, get. Don't make me play another word game. <laughs> but the best thing about this word game is it doesn't reward players based on their vocabulary. It doesn't reward players based on their spelling. It rewards players who are just quick at thinking and want to have a good time. And I find that having better memory skills is actually more an advantage than having better word skills. But you pull from all types of skills and it works fantastically as a two-player game, but it also works really well as a four-player game. It's hectic, it's fun, it's competitive. Fantastic game. Do you have to shout the word snatch when you snatch on this? <laughs> no, you have to actually shout the word you're snatching. Oh. So um, what's also good about it is that a lot of people probably have Bananagrams in their house. And Bananagrams is a fine word game. Snatch is much better. And you can actually play Snatch with Bananagram tiles. Uh, which is really good. Because uh, I have to admit, I do actually prefer the, the, the nice hard Bananagram tiles with the embossed letters. They're quite nice. And... They're nicer than the snatch tiles. Um, but just really briefly how it works is you have these tiles on the table. They're all face down. You flip them up. When you can make a word out of those um, letters that are flipped up, you yell the word out and you take it. But you can also steal words from other people. So if you see a letter pop up in the middle that you can then use amongst the letters that somebody else have in front of them, you can steal the word and score the points and take it off them. So it's yeah, it can be brutal, but it's so much fun. I like any game where you get to shout things at anyone. <laughs> so that's the good it's thing true. about Bananagrams. At least you get to splits and dumps. And peels and, <laughs> peels and, and a bunch. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't want to like, yell dump or play in the game? That's true. They missed the trick. Come on, Snatch. That's true. Out. That is due. Maybe yeah. when you begin the game, you should all... You all have to yell Snatch. snatch. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great game that I would recommend <clears throat> to people who love competitive, highly competitive games. I know that's one you've recommended a lot in the Cafe 2 Couples as well. Yeah. There's a nice one that you can just kind of, I guess, just enjoy as you're talking. Yeah. Because it has that social element and it's also a game where you can kind of pause and have a little chat and a drink and then go back into the game. It's not something where you have to be turned on all the time. You can have a break and then come back to it. And it, yeah, that's it's a really good date game uh, or a game to play with a partner. 
Yeah, except that it's competitive. If 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 you're hyper competitive and you don't want your partner or pr- prospective partner to know this, uh, either to turn it down or choose a different game. It's dangerous. The dangerous, <laughs> dangerous area. I've seen people just play rude word snatch. I mean, the title itself does lend itself. Yeah, to that. it does. Um, and yeah. oh, I've seen some beautiful things come out of that. So so snatch is a great game for two to four players. Mm-hmm. Um, so it scales very well and is a great game for two players. And we would say a similar thing about Carcassonne, which is quite a well-known game. It's up there with Ticket to Ride and Settlers of Catan. You see it a lot on the tables. Um, but again, it's a great game. It goes up to five players, possibly six, but actually works really well with two players too. It's simple. Once you get it, it's just really nice and it flows really well. It's quite quick with two players too. You just get to keep having those turns, drawing out new cards, playing to each other is really interesting. And it, it's a great game for two players sometimes more so actually than with five because it really slows down when you've got five players but i wouldn't play it with any more than five um and can, it's also can you, you can play with more i think you one of the expansions online six whoa but um yeah mentioning expansions carcassonne has a lot of expansions some of them are fantastic and some of them i wouldn't go anywhere near mm-hmm. um the first couple of expansions brilliant and really enhance the game and I recommend them if not just for the extra tiles because when you play with the base version very quickly you learn all the tiles in the game and then you you realize you can trap people because you can put them in positions where there are very few tiles that will save them if you do have a board game cafe near you it's a great game to come and play there before you want to purchase it you can try it out ask for Ben he's really friendly (laughs) Star Realms Star Realms Star Realms Realms. we've mentioned before we won't stop mentioning until you all buy it. Yeah, it is one game which is one of those games where as soon as you play it, you have to go and get your own copy. It is such a phenomenal I bought game. mine during the first game. I uh, was on a auction site <laughs> and purchased it then and there yeah. before the game was even up because I just loved it that much. And it just plays so well. Yeah, Really, really does. And again, it's a game that shouldn't but scales really well as it does. You do have to have multiple copies of the game to play with more than two players. So each box is only good for two players. But if you have two packs, you can play with up to four. And the favorite, my, my favorite games have been with four players. But it does still work phenomenally well with two. You have to try it out. And what's really interesting is it's done really well. It's not actually a completely original idea. It's it's based off this deck building mechanic which we talked about uh, in episode three, and. Other games have done it, but this has somehow distilled it down to the most fun component. It's almost like you you have wine, and then you're distilling out the things, and you're left with the the port, which is the more alcoholic, more fun wine. (laughs) That's what you've done. You've gotten a game like Dominion or something, and you've then distilled it even more, and concentrated the fun, and now you've got this port of a game. It's, It's, It's good, isn't it? the yummiest game <laughs> <laughs> what's really amazing is that I think in the first year they sold 250,000 copies oh rightly so um, which was fantastic mm. um, it's yeah it's something that White Wizard does really well I think it's White Wizard yeah an epic coming soon oh, oh yep. don't oh. mind if I do the fact that within the first 12 hours had made its uh, completed its Kickstarter it just Goes this company they know how to take ideas that are out there and then distill them down and package them into the most insanely crazily fun games which come in small boxes star realms is very cheap very portable and very fun they're the three things it does tick all the boxes 
Hitchits and the giggles, giggles and whatever other one. Yeah. Size. We don't have size. <laughs> if we had size, though, it would get full points on that, too. Yeah. But if you... Yeah, I definitely recommend checking out Star Realms. It's a card game. It's a deck-building card game. And then if you really like it, um, but you're looking for a bit more, then I would definitely recommend checking out Dominion. That also works really well with two players. There are so many expansions to Dominion. Um, so once you get involved in that, it's never-ending. It's just... There's no end to the expansions for Dominion. Um, and if you're not a good loser, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big loser. But if you're not a good loser, if it's a loser, <laughs> then it's a nice game because it's quick. It doesn't take long, um, but it's complicated enough to engage you in really interesting ways. And it will swing every now and again. There's a little bit of a luck element of element of what Star comes Rams. out. Yeah, in Star Arms, um, is a big luck element, I would say. Yeah, in Star Arms. So you can kind of play to what's out there, and that's great. But equally, you feel like you're still in control yeah. of what's happening. Um, so that's great too. But equally, a game will last usually less than 30 minutes and then you're into another one because it's yeah. really fun and quick and you want to play more. I've never played one game of Star Realms. No, you, no, you don't. You just, it doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, it's, it's always like, just it's carry like on. box of chocolates. You don't just five. eat one. That's I have them all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> oh, but take the Space Needle out because, oh, jeebs. No, I like the Space Needle. No. 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 It's not as good as whoever people think the, it is. Whoever gets the Space Needle. It's not true. I've it's lost with the ridiculous. Space Needle so many times. Oh, I don't believe it. No, the Space Needle is cruel. I've played many more games that I've enjoyed <laughs> without it. But equally, again, they've got loads and loads of expansions that are just pouring out of them yeah. now. Mm -hmm. And all of them add something really interesting to the game. And I've enjoyed all of them um, from adding crazy commanders in to whole new battle stations to these new gambit cars they've just released which you can play once in the game and explodes mm -hmm. and it's awesome um all of them are really interesting some of them a bit broken i might i'd add but you'll play your way and just remove yeah. cars you yeah. like and it's all up for that it still works yeah. whichever way you want to play it and out of, out of the games we've discussed so far most of them if you have played the game a lot and that this second person you're playing with is, is kind of new to the game you will definitely have an advantage and you will win them almost every time in Hive and in Carcassonne but in Star Realms it's it's anyone's game yes mm -hmm. you'll have an edge playing it before but you can still win your first game of Star Realms against someone who's played hundreds of games if you are playing a two player game and the person you're playing with is just getting into games um, Star Realms is, is a really good one to, to break people into gaming with so what happens if you're looking for a two-player game, and both of you are gamers and you're looking for something a bit more meaty, what would you recommend? Oh, without a doubt, Memoir 44. It is a fantastic game that's not too heavy, but there's enough going on in that game to really engage you. And when you're taken aside, whether you're playing allies, allies? allies or axes, then you just get really into it. It does a really good, interesting thing as well of actually setting up different missions for you so the game is different every time but what's also nice about that is you can play both sides so mm -hmm. when I play we'll play on the side I'll play the allies the first time then we'll swap over and see how we do on the opposite side so you never feel like the game is broken in fact I think that's the best way to play it is to have both sides of the game and me and my brother we always get the memoir for he's obsessed with the game he's got everything now he's gone crazy air packs on eBay for hundreds of pounds it's just it's wonderful for me mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, it's just a game that's that we it play a lot and I'll go around there you know once a week and it's a game that you want to continue playing you'll play one kind of session of Memoir 44 play the same mission both sides and then that's enough for that time and yeah. then you'll come back to it again next week and play the next one 
There's a mission book which gives you, I think, about 12 different missions for the first campaign. Then there's loads of expansions where you can have the Russians turn up or you can play in the, or you can play in the Pacific Theatre. Um, and it's just, there's so much going on, but it's really, really interesting. And it all comes down to simple rolls of dice and the strategy of the commanders, but you're playing to different parts of the table and sometimes you can get screwed and not have what you need, but then just a really good dice roll, bring it back for you and then yeah. you're going and making the last push and just hoping for the best and it will just come down to the wire and you'll feel the tension in a game that simple that still gives you that kind of miniatures war game feel in a really simplistic way i couldn't recommend it more there's a lot of games that are like it too which are equally good and they you might find those more interesting depending on your play style or depending on the theme that you're like yeah as well. this so, is a world war ii based game yeah. but there are games which are more fantasy based or mm -hmm. or medieval based or things like yeah that. so they, they all change up a little bit battle law there's one definitely worth noting, which is the fantasy version, which Fantasy Flight are putting so much effort into. It's really great to see. They have released an expansion packs for all the armies. There's a whole new army being released, which is not something you see usually in these kind of games. Mm -hmm. It's much more adaptive in the sense you get to choose which units you want to play. So it's much more kind of Warhammer-y in yeah, the sense you're building your army um, from points and that sort of thing. Um, and you're then playing this war game, which again comes down to dice rolls. So you've got magic, the, that element into it, which changes it so it's a very different game from memoir 44 even though they're very similar in the kind of core of the game and then finally there's battles of westeros which was based originally on battle law and has now been taken on i think it's been discontinued now but there's a lot of good game in that and i would say it's a much more complicated version so maybe if you've done memoir 44 and you think you're a westeros fan then i definitely recommend mm. battles of westeros as the next step up to go because there's so much more strategy involved you've got commanders leading different units and all your units are s s specialists in different areas and it's just very interesting how that game plays so whilst they're all very similar you might want to look into which one is for you yeah yeah it's like with all the games on the list except for snatch all of them have expansions and um it's because people have loved it so much they've just wanted more and more and more and more um yeah, Memoir 44, definitely check that out if you're looking for a two-player game with a lot of strategy and a lot of oomph. But yeah, two-player games. Um, check out all the ones that we mentioned. Uh, we'll have reviews on them on the website very soon, uh, especially Star Realms. I think that's coming up really soon. And uh, feel free to check out any other podcasts that we have on our site and any other reviews at forchitsandgiggles.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>